What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Progress as a Brad. I'm your host, Boutique. We are, well, I'm reporting live from Oslo, Norway on day, uh, I don't know, 628,000 of the <laughs> quarantine zone. And as usual, we are joined with the greatest, the latest, Screaming Eagle. Everybody give it up once again. Yeah. Thank you very much, Boutique. Good to be here again, my friend. How how you doing today? How's life? <sighs> Just another beautiful sunny day in South Florida that I can't enjoy by going to the beach or go sitting at the pool. I guess I could like put an inflatable pool in front of my garage and go lay out on the asphalt. But <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's been it, it's uh, been really it's been really nice here too. Like today. Um I mean, it's been some really nice weather the past couple of days. Today, it was like sunny. I know this doesn't sound really warm compared to what you have in Florida right now, probably. But yeah. today, we had 18 degrees Celsius. And Whoa. Sun. So 18 degrees Celsius is like, I don't know, like 68 degrees outside and like sun. And it's actually getting to that time of year now where we are having to start having longer days. So it's like staying late out until almost like 830, 9 o'clock at night. So it's like blasting sun so it's actually getting pretty warm out today uh, um and actually you know what that reminds me uh I, I think i'll just jump right into it. i wanted to do a little bit of uh uh what's happening on the ground over oh, here yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, and sure. just so you can see uh what kind of sunny day it was today let me see if i can do this do 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 i'm gonna share this picture right here yes uh, news update. It was uh, just fresh breaking news into the USA News Desk here in uh, Delray Beach, Florida. Oh, yeah. What's uh, that? South Florida. Uh, it was 87 degrees here, but it feels like it's 91 degrees Fahrenheit. Good Lord. Woo! It's a scorcher here in South Florida, as usual. <laughs> we, don't get, we don't get spring. We go straight into summer. So here we are. It's just yeah. not 103 feeling like 115 degrees yet. I love it. That's coming. It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty. It can be pretty intense in the summertime. Although I, 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 I'll tell you what, I love the heat, man. I miss it sometimes. I really like the summers over here and the winters in Florida. That's the, uh, that's yep. the dream. So let me show you this picture right here. Oh, okay. That's a, ooh, that's the bizarre zone. Check this out. So this is a picture sent Whoa. in from one of our listeners today. Uh, sent in from Chris uh one of our listeners and he was live on the ground in downtown oslo and he basically sent sent me this this message oh i can't zoom in for some reason but he sent me this message of you know what the hell is going on here there's he said there's probably an estimated like in this park about i don't know three to five hundred people all very uh close to each other this is in, the, in an area called uh, Grunelaka in downtown Oslo. It's just a very uh, populated area. And, and, this, and this is not good. This is not good at all. This is terrifying. No. Hold on. Did, did uh, in our last broadcast, you were talking about seeing the prime minister and yeah. her wanting to lift the sanctions or, I mean, the restrictions. Pardon me. Did she do that? Is this the, the, the after effects of the ban being lifted? No. This is, and, no. and, and I tell you what, I tell you what, I, I think I said it on this broadcast. I know I've been saying it a lot lately. This is what happens before, okay? Like, 
I knew it. I mean, I know the mentality of people. I knew, yeah. yeah, I called this shit, man. Like, did. I knew once Easter happened, this was going to be the test, not just in Norway, but around the world. But it's like once Easter weekend happened, I knew it was going to be like, this is going to be the test. Can people handle it or can they not handle it? And they can't handle it. They wow. can't handle it. And wow. they can't, they think, oh, life's just supposed to, they still, they still don't get it. And, wow. and then, and then right around the same time, the prime minister announced that they were going to lift the, um, slowly start lifting the restrictions. Right. Of like, um, you know, they're going to open up kindergartens next week and elementary schools. And then the week after that, they're going to open up high schools. And I said, you know what? That's it. People are just like, oh, going to get all loosey goosey because in general, it's all loosey goosey in here right now. And just to give you a little background of the, of the person that took this photo, like, you know, he's he grew up in Spain and he said to me, you know, down in Spain right now, like I know people down there and he's like, you know, they're, you know, they're they're breaking up, you know, they're, they're ticketing people in you know groups of you know in small groups you know sitting in the park and they're driving around in police cars and like you know police are ticketing people um you know the they've got like canines and stuff to like scare people away because and it's like and it's like yeah but you know what the thing is and this is the problem man because i know we've talked about this a lot on the show is about like you know civil liberties and freedom and all this great stuff but it's like people just can't they can't handle the freedom you know what i mean like because here because here in norway um I, I was telling I was telling my friend who sent this picture and we were discussing we were saying it's kind of like how they treat the children at kindergarten here here at kindergarten it's very loosey-goosey it's very like loose parenting it's very much like oh yeah let the children do what they want like don't you know don't don't give them a lot of rules and structures just kind of let them do it and they'll figure it out on their own and it, it's like we're living in a giant kindergarten right now they're just kind of like hey, it's it's scary dude like the only thing I can say that is probably um um, working towards the advantage of Norwegian uh, like numbers right now when it comes to coronavirus is two things. It's probably the fact that in general, a lot of people are just like uh, social recluses. I mean, these are people out enjoying, but there's unfortunately still a lot of people at home. So maybe these will be the people that get the coronavirus next in the next site of the next outbreak. Um, so that might be working to the advantage. And also the fact that we do have a very high rate of testing and a good healthcare system. So if you do get screwed, then you get, you know, taken care of. And we don't have a lot of people going to work right now. But man, this is not good. This is not good. At, this is scary as fuck. You know, that is just it. it it's part of what this whole pandemic has done, at least for me internally, how it's changed me. And I've never, ever, ever, and you've, you've known me for a really, really, really long time, Boutique, and, and in the two decades that we've known each other, I, you know I've never been one to shy away from going to a park like that or, or a crowd or nothing. Like, my, my anxiety levels are through the roof just seeing that picture and thinking of what that is and what that could mean. And I don't know if it's the fear mongering playing into my head and, you know, too much of the news and reading articles and what have you, but, or me getting lost in my own space, in my, in my brain. But I think some of it is, is legitimate. And I think some of it is okay to feel because of what we see is the outcome if you if you're doing these things and you're not adhering to what we need to be doing right now in order to to stop or at least bring down the curve so 
what has been the whole point of us bringing down the curve? I think most people feel that it's to save lives and it is, and I'm not saying it's not, it absolutely is. But it's also really to limit the uh, push in the hospital, in the healthcare system, and to allow them to at least have a sustained flow that has enough supplies and everything available for, for it to kind of make its way through. Um, this right now at this juncture, seeing that to me is too early. And absolutely, we're, we're having these discussions now here in America as we start to make a turn. Uh, and if it's okay, if I can segue to some numbers here while I just bring it on. So I just want to say one thing too, just, just yes, to interject, like uh, what you said in the beginning uh, when you uh, a few minutes ago with, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I think most of this is not us being crazy. It's not in my head or in your head or something like that. I mean, dude, we know how fucking viruses work. It's not, it's not, it's, we know right. how, we know, we, we all took algebra. We know how exponents work. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, we all saw Wayne's world, like, you know, and then you tell someone and they tell two people and so on and so on. And then the next thing, you know, everybody, you know, everybody's got the dirty laundry or in this case, everybody's got your, their dirty germ, your dirty germs all over their, you know, yeah. fucking face. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's, sprayed i'll say this uh, and sorry i don't want to i don't want to interrupt you too much but i'll say this no, whatever whenever they start de whatever they do i'm 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 gonna adhere to it like minimum like i i'm gonna try to do this a minimum month later if they say okay everybody it's fine to go to concerts again i'm gonna be like all right y'all go do that for a month let me see if the next outbreak happens and then i'll and then i'll be with you you know what i mean or maybe that's smart that's smart I'll, yeah. I'll i'll be on that train too but i think you have the ability over there to do that with a with more peace of mind than than i do here for sure we don't have the testing we don't have the infrastructure we don't have the protective equipment we don't have things in place anywhere near where some other areas of the world or where we need to be in order for us to be able to start opening up and, and bringing back things that entertain us and in, in mass gatherings and things that we could all do together again we're still a ways away from that and i think there's there's probably states in in middle america that don't have as much of a population that don't have as much of a <clears throat> exposure risk have definitely have less of a healthcare system in place than maybe some larger metropolitan areas uh, these areas, of course, in middle America are much more rural and harder to access some of the more top line equipment uh, than some of these metropolitan areas might have. However, those areas, 20 some odd states, I think I heard that they might, they're going to start talking. They've started talking. And here's just a little update of on the ground as well. Their governors coming together on their own and kind of making their own pact together. So primarily all democratic governors and all Northeastern governors, and then the three states on the West Coast have done this as well, that they have their own little zones and that they will coordinate together in those zones on what they do for when they open, how they open, what they do and what the threshold is for them to open. So that when Trump, if everyone saw, if our listeners and viewers saw, that Trump said this week 
he has total authority. I, I think people, and I got scared seeing that just as that in of itself, he backed off from that. And really he can't do shit. There's nothing that he can do. It's totally up to the governors. He can give a directive until he's blue in the face, but that's not going to be able to change what the governors can do. So this is why the governors are getting together and kind of making their own thing and doing their own thing. But yeah, we, that's good we, um, doing that go ahead. What? I was just saying, it's, it, I'm glad to hear that they're at least trying to make some kind of regional coordination. Yeah, because the federal government ain't doing shit when it comes to that. So, I mean, someone's got to step up and do something. So, all right, here we go. Let's see. Bring it on. By the way, everybody, I see we got some people down uh, watching the live stream. Feel free to drop your questions or comments. We would love to entertain them during the live stream today. Very good. Bring it on. We love you guys. Thank you to all of our beautiful fans. You're so beautiful. We love you. <laughs> Share, tell, tell all your friends. Yeah, bring please, everybody, please feel if you just you know while while uh, while uh, Screaming Eagles bringing this up, please uh, help us out a little uh, if you can by just you know dropping the link for this uh, channel, this live stream on any of your social media accounts right now. It'd be great to spread the word. Thank you, thank you. If you do that, we appreciate it. So, uh, as we can see here, this has been the website that we continually go to and that we will continually reference. This is what the federal government is now using primarily. This is kind of what everyone's using their metrics here. So, this is as of uh, yes, or no, I'm sorry, two days ago. So, it's a little behind. And the United States reached its peak of resource use on April 10th. So we're now five days past that. Let's see uh, their projections here. So the peak, we're kind of supposed to be getting over that, at least nationwide. Deaths per day. So this is a little, this is definitely behind. I want to say that we hit the, the two, over 2,000 mark, yeah, here, April 10th. And I think we've sustained that the past couple of days. So we're, we're kind of staying in the, the medium, but we're, we're, we're not going all the way up here to the projected, what could have been the projected top of 7,000 deaths a day. Thank mm. God. And what we were talking pre-show that I mentioned uh, that a one Mr. Uh, Rush Limbaugh had said that if we never did social, like that the numbers, the forecast numbers are bullshit because we never saw, or we never saw the, the high amount of numbers that they had said we were going to see with these forecasts. Well, the whole reason why is because we did social distancing for people out there that don't listen to anything else other than people like Rush and don't have multiple sources. Pay, do some research on your own, please, we beg of you, because that's not the case. And as you can see, um, so total deaths, this said, now we're going to fact check this a little bit. So today is the 15th. So obviously the day is not over here yet in the United States, but this has a projected total 28,000 deaths. And then, uh, excuse me. So now here's the, uh, John Hopkins hot map, heat map and United States has 614,000 confirmed cases and total deaths. 
Uh, why can't I see that? So sorry here, pardon. I think it's just showing New York. That's so annoying. Twenty seven thousand seven hundred eighty seven. And then this wow. said So it's pretty close. I mean, this said twenty eight thousand by today. So this seems to be pretty legitimate, I would say. I mean, even again that this is a couple of days behind. Florida here on the ground in Florida. The peak resource use date, okay, that's holding firm. It had moved, this had moved to April 21st. It was May 3rd for a while, then they moved it up and then now they moved it back to May 3rd, which still, I still need, and you know, if you have any opinion to share on this, Boutique, please do, but I'm still trying to wrap my head around how it's gonna be when we're under stay at home order, as you can see, since April 3rd. Yeah. In, in that we're supposed to have peak resource use in 18 days, but if people are home, how, I, I just, I don't get it. And maybe because they figured starting from this date forward that it's going to take those two weeks or so of people staying at home from this date forward, that maybe those infections are still out there. And that I, that's my assumption is that they basing it off of this, this April 3rd date and not anything prior, like when educational facilities were closed on March 17th, or just the gradual decline of things closing as we have seen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does that make sense? I think that's probably where that's coming from. So they're saying, they're saying by May 3rd, all of Florida's hospital resources will be uh, exhausted? That not fully exhausted. So this chart, what this line here is, this purple line going across, this is total beds available in the state. And there's, so that's the real, that's the ceiling. Wow. And the projected numbers down here of total beds needed at the top of the projections was 13,000. So we'd still have a nice, you know, 7,000 bed cushion pretty much. Uh, in huh. the state. But the, the median number around May 3rd is 4,000 beds close to 1100 ICU beds with about 1700 total in the state and a need of about a thousand ventilators uh, to have. So I think we're going to be all right. I think resource wise, we're, we're set up to handle this mm -hmm. and to get over on the other side of the curve. And then deaths been a little up and down, obviously, as you can see here, 77, then it dipped down to, Six is that right? My goodness, what a something's up with the reporting of numbers here. So yeah, it, it, I mean it's so I think it's so difficult too with this illness uh, to keep all the records straight. I mean we really don't know what the numbers are because I mean number one you have to be tested, and I think yeah. still the case is in most places around the world that if you're not exhibiting like extreme circum extreme uh symptoms then you, you might not even get tested you might just be stay home you know um 
and and then all the people that for example all the people that don't make it to the hospital the people who are living alone elderly people homeless people um yeah people on the uh, people uh, like um maybe like undocumented people people that aren't going to end up uh going to the hospital or like seeking help so i mean it's so hard to really no, because then there's also a lot of reports coming out that, you know, people have died and nobody really knows why they died, but it's suspected maybe they had coronavirus, you know? So it's just, yeah. how many people actually end up in those beds uh, is is uh, hard to tell. That's how many true. people should end point. up in those beds? Yeah. That's a good point because we're still severely under-tested. There's antibody tests that are in the works that they're going to try to get out as quickly as possible. Uh, but there's there's still some snags with that, so I'm not sure of exact time frames with that. But as you can see here, there's been 3,138,413 tests administered in the United States total. Mm. Florida has 205,000. New York almost half a million, and you know total confirmed is 614. Be nice to see what that number would be compared. The testing who was tested to compare to what their other numbers are maybe i can look that up here but recovered total in the u.s is fifty-one thousand uh out of the six hundred fourteen thousand uh confirmed so yeah That's, man uh looking looking red looking hot over here looking hot it, it's hot. it's kind of interesting though too because i was um i heard this uh the other day it says if you look at the u.s map right now um, because especially along, uh, I would say more on the, the, the right wing side of thing, there's a lots of conspiracies about how the coronavirus is fake. And this is like something, you know, Trump was touting this for a while, how it's like something created by the Democrats to like get him again and yada, yada, yada. And it's, and what's crazy about that is that if you look at the places where, the coronavirus is having the strongest outbreaks, New York, LA, Seattle. I mean, of course it's big cities where people are living close together and there's lots of international in and out and blah, blah, blah. Then it's also the same places where people are, you know, voting more uh, left-wing or voting more like Democrat. And it is like the perfect kind of uh, stage has been set to fuel this kind of conspiracy to like confirm this kind of conspiracy because it's only slowly starting to make it out to like the more rural areas of yeah. the United States and stuff like that. So, uh, so, um, now look at this, look at this real quick. This, this is new. I haven't really played around with this. So testing rate, mm. almost a thousand per 100,000 residents. 1,000 tests per 100,000. So Florida's lagging in testing. Louisiana, wow. Yeah, yeah it'd be interesting. They got a lot going there. Well, this, does this, can this go over to a place like South Korea? Because I'd be interested to just like cross compare from like US to like, uh, you know, a place that's kind of on the forefront of testing a place like South Korea. I'd be interested to see what the population per. I don't think they have those numbers for the testing mm. rate. Okay. Interesting. But maybe, maybe it's only American 
Are you, uh, what about these countries over here to the left, like Spain? Are you able to see what's going on there? Or is it just in the United States? That's just U.S. with the hmm, testing. Okay. Hospitalization. Interesting. All right, I go, we're going to have to find another one of these maps so we can do some cross comparisons. Here, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Yeah, we definitely would. I would like to see that as well. Yeah, because I'd, I'd, I'd be interested because, I mean, different countries are taking different methods because, like I said, like over here in Norway, we got a ton of we do have, we have a ton of testing. I know Norway is ha having some of the most testing going on in the in the world, but we still not everybody is being tested, you know. Correct. South Korea case fatality ratio 2%. That's pretty low. Yeah, South Korea has done a tremendous job. They didn't really have to um, shut down the country very much. They just uh, did a lot of testing and they use these tracking apps to, um, you know, inform the people who is at risk and what they should do if they're at risk mm -hmm. and it kind of saved their economy, I think. And also much higher in Europe. Look at these numbers. Oh, I mean, here, hold on. Uh, France, 13%, Belgium, 13 and Netherlands, almost 12, UK, 13. What is this, the fatality ratio? This is case fatality ratio. Norway is on par with South Korea. Yeah, I mean, so it definitely shows that, you know, um, testing, is a, testing is an important part of the process. Incredible. So actually, let's see Iran, eh, 6%. So they've kind of moved on. Yeah, so that's pretty much it from the USA News Desk as far as updates on the ground and the numbers updates here. Okay, just go back. Can you go back to... Uh, all right, no, that's cool. It's cool. I'll go, no, I'll go back. For, hold on. No, just go back to uh, Norway for a second. Let's look at those stats real quick. Go back to Norway. Good old Norway. So 2.2%. And then let's see what's happening in Italy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about Italy now. Yeah, 13% case fatality. There are 165,000 confirmed, 21,000, almost 22,000 deaths, 38,000 recovered, and still 105,000 active cases. Norway only 150 deaths, 32 recovered, still a lot of active cases here. Yeah, it's really crazy now what's happening in Europe because in Europe we're having the situation now where actually, you know, it, it's it's very surprising. It's it's not, you know, I mean, I think over here in Europe we have the benefit of having uh, pretty strong social welfare systems and pretty strong healthcare systems. So this has helped out a lot in this whole coronavirus case. But I am pretty shocked at the same time. Uh, here, I'm just going to unlock the screen. Here we go. I'm pretty shocked at the same time uh, about the kind of chaos that's happening over here. Um, for example, Italy was the hardest hit. Um, Norway was pretty hard hit in the, in the few, uh, but everything, I mean, sorry, Norway, Spain, everybody's kind of like starting to taper off a little bit. Next door to us in Sweden, we have them like surging right now because they did oh, absolutely wow. they did absolutely nothing. And those are our like next door neighbors. So now we're coming into the issue where um, everybody's like 
kind of doing their own thing and it's a bit scary like i, I would like a bit more um regional um cooperation going on like for example so uh we have the schenken zone here in 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 in, uh, in europe and for those of you out there that aren't um, familiar with the Schengen zone. The Schengen zone is this area of European countries. I won't go deep into it because it's kind of hard to explain which countries, but let's just say, you know, you could kind of consider it like the border of the United States with all the states inside. Well, over here, we've got the Schengen zone and it's um, divided up between the different countries. But typically, if you're a European citizen and part of the Schengen zone which is like over you know 25 different countries you're able to freely move between these countries and this is how it's pretty much been for like the last uh i think like 40 years and for the first time we're having like very extreme cases where a lot of the borders are being closed and for example here in norway um they just announced that they're going to keep the border here closed until May 5th, which doesn't sound like very long. So at first I was just like, oh, OK, that's 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 not so long, actually. But it turns out that you can every 20 days you can extend it and then you can extend it up for like, uh, I think, a period of two months. But then we have other countries around Europe who are closing their borders already to the end of the year. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, How do they get away with that? It's it's part of some it, it, it's part of some certain laws uh, where under extreme circumstances you can close your borders. Um, it's very rare that these laws are next like of like you know national security kind of issues. Um, so it's the first time uh, Denmark they're going to keep their borders closed I believe until like the autumn. France, uh, Sweden says they're going to keep it closed I think at least until October. So I mean it's it's going to be really strange in the future and you know. Uh, I think this is interesting for both of us because uh, I'm going to just bring this article up real quick. Let's see. Yeah. So this, this might be interesting uh, because we all work in uh, the tourism or we used to, <laughs> used to work in the, <laughs> used, used to, that's right. Used to work in used the tur to. tourism sectors. So um, yeah. Check. Anymore. Yeah. So check this out. I know some, everybody loves to go to Europe in the summertime. And this is the word now from the president of the uh, European Commission, basically like kind of the president of the, the European Union. Yeah, so the, this is just from yesterday. The president warns against making travel plans to the European Union this summer. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Because how wow. you, sp I mean, it's a, it's a disaster right now. Countries are still blowing up. I mean, Spain's still blowing up. At the same time, they're loosening their regulations. Uh, Norway's loosening their regulations. We, all these places are just kind of like on different timelines. Not everybody's coordinating together. And how are you supposed to come over here to do any kind of business, not just tourism, but like any kind of business? And later that day on the same day, or this was just yesterday, they, they uh, made another announcement, or I think it might have been during the same speech where they said, we don't even suggest that you travel within Europe. Like they just want people to stay in their vacation or do whatever you want in your home countries this summer. So this is uh, terrible for any kind of business, especially the tourism industry. Uh, I don't think we'll be back in business anytime soon. Um, no. But it also, I mean, what's, what I find so interesting um, because a lot of people probably blow off the tourism industry a lot of the time, just thinking, oh, it's this kind of... Uh, you know, luxury, frivolous thing, but it's really turned to be kind of the thermometer of the state of the world in many ways. Because I mean, right. you know, 
if tourism's doing good, then you know, like, you know, things are going good for a lot of people around the world because that means people are being successful, they're making money. We have a lot of free movement. It's showing that countries are getting along because we can use our passports wherever and stuff like that. And of course, that applies mostly to the more developed countries, uh, more privileged countries. But now the state of tourism is crap and the state of all of our borders, all of our cooperations is total crap now. Uh, and it doesn't look good for the foreseeable future. I mean, we can't even we can't even go next door to Sweden. You know, we can't go over to Lithuania. We can't go anywhere. So it's uh, pretty crazy. People in Michigan can't even go across the street to their yeah. neighbor's house. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, the thing is, is don't don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, yeah. this is what has to be done right now. Like, dude, I don't want to go to Sweden, and I don't want people from Sweden coming over here right now because they decided that they weren't gonna take care of themselves over there, or at least the government was was deciding, which I think is pretty pretty terrible and also terrible for the businesses because. I mean, at least over here, they tell us that we got to close down and, and there is some help. Maybe it's not enough, but there's some help coming from the government. But over there, it's just like, ah, oh, business as usual. And like people are have, sitting there having to make this decision. Like, should I go out? Should I not go out? Like, does this mean this is real? Are we like the smartest country or are we the dumbest country? Like what's, you know, should I support the businesses because they still have to be in business? Like it's a, it's a mess. And what else is interesting is um, yeah, I'm gonna stop the ship. Say we've got this other problem starting starting to bloom up right now over here in Europe. <clears throat> you know because I would I, I love the idea of the European Union and I, I think it's a beautiful idea after World War II and after really a thousand years of the Europeans kind of battling each other from being tribal communities to to city-states, to, to, to kingdoms, to countries, is that we all decided to kind of get along here as the European Union. There's a lot of beautiful programs, a lot of beautiful educational programs, a lot of exchange between businesses and all these kinds of things. For the, it's a very beautiful idea. But when it comes down to like finances and, and, and supporting each other uh, in solidarity, uh, there's still some major problems going on. Uh, and a lot of times they're considered discriminatory practices and i'm just going to show you a little give you a little example real quick in the example of italy because italy as we know has been you know kind of the epicenter of the corona crisis here in europe and um italy's getting like increasingly scratchy with the help that they've been getting from the european union um the prime minister i'll show you a picture of this guy so, you know, the prime minister, he's, uh, where is it? yeah, so the prime minister, he's, he's, you know, reaching out, he was in this interview with the BBC and he's, you know, they're saying, you know, wow. the EU could fail over, over this virus once Italy's prime minister, you know, this guy, Giuseppe Conte, uh, I'm not, to be honest, so familiar with his politics, so I don't want to like make too too much commentary about that but you know what he's saying basically is like you know the european union is not helping us out enough now uh meaning that um they're going in the italy's going into a lot of debt right now because of all the problems that they're having with coronavirus and how it's like you know overwhelming the systems and like you know the welfare systems the unemployment but they're already systems. i'm sorry to interrupt they're, they're already a mess beforehand Oh, yeah. I mean, really, the southern countries haven't recovered 
since the last financial crisis. Right. You know? and Germany doesn't want to feed them any more money than they've already been feeding them because Germany basically is carrying the EU between them and France pretty much. But I mean, it's primarily Germany, I would say, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's it depends. It depends on how you look at it. Germany, you know, claims that it's never going to loan out money to any other countries. But of course, Germany is usually in some form or another kind of one of the major countries that is giving a lot of money to the European Union and therefore always sitting at the big table and making help, you know, always, always at, at the decision making table and holds a lot of weight. Um but, you know, so what they've been asking for over here is that instead of just taking more loans from the from the European uh, Central Bank, they really want, they've, they've been wanting to start these uh, kind of like Corona bonds. And this has been an idea. There's there's some countries that are like in support of this. Uh, there's a group of I'm trying to find it. Well, there's a group of like nine countries. I know Ireland's in there. Some other countries. And they're supporting this idea of Corona bonds where um, the European Union countries as a whole take on the debts of the countries that are having trouble. And there's, and there's like, there's, there's about nine countries that agree with this, but there's about four countries that disagree with it. The four countries are uh, Germany, uh, Netherlands, Finland, and I can't remember the other one right now. Um, but anyway, so it's, it's quite wealthy, wealthier countries in the EU. So it's quite interesting, you know, and the problem that I have with this, what really frustrates me about this is that, you know, if you look at things like the Corona crisis, if you look at things like, uh, and I know I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I know I'm monologuing here, so feel free to jump in. No, keep going, man. No, um, been hot fire. So the, the problem with this that I've had a problem with for a long time is it, it reminds me very much of the refugee, um, the influx of refugee in the southern border of Europe. I mean, in the refugee situation, a lot of countries did not step in in Europe uh, to uh, take on um, their uh, kind of like quota of refugees uh, that were coming through the southern border. They're just like letting... Um, I mean, the, the, you know, a lot, a lot of refugees have the right to be here. They have the right to claim asylum and stuff like that. But it's just not practical for the southern areas of Italy and Greece and Spain to take on all these people. And a lot of other countries didn't want to fulfill their quotas. And now it's like the same problem. I mean, it's not Italy's fault that it is like geographically positioned in this area that is like, you know, close to a place where there's a, close to a lot of conflict zones like in the case of like the refugee crisis, which by the way, is still happening right now, despite the fact that only everybody's talking about coronavirus right now. But when yeah. you look at the coronavirus, it's like, man, I looked into it and it's very interesting actually. So, uh, and this, and this also relates to, uh, to tourism. So, so the, the, the first uh, couple cases of coronavirus were found in Italy on where is it yeah in italy on like january 25th and mm -hmm. one was from somebody that uh traveled to wuhan and then came back to italy i think it was an italian resident and then another was uh two chinese tourists they were tested positive in uh rome i believe um and here's the thing about italy now Italy just happens to be positioned in the south. And where do people, other than if you want to go see the northern lights up here in Norway, where do people like to go 
in the the winter time when this virus is bigger is, is most uh, like rampant is is in the winter time so i mean italy is is the most traveled to country by a traveled to country by chinese tourists uh in in the southern part of europe uh mm -hmm. as you can see right here like on this map you know this shows you like where chinese where chinese people are you know traveling to this is from 2018 and yeah down here italy number one okay so like tons of chinese tourists are going to italy just at the same time right around when this virus came to uh came came to italy was right around the chinese new year so what it's the biggest time for people to travel uh, in China out of the entire year. And of course, a lot of these people are going to go on vacation. They're going to go to Europe, especially the people that actually have wealth in China and they're able to get passports to leave and come, come over to Europe. And they're going to go to Italy. So uh, once again, it's not Italy's fault that Italy happens to be in the warm part of Europe during the winter time. And it doesn't and it's not Italy's fault that, yeah, of course, that means they're going to attract tourists. And they're going to attract tourists from China, which is some of the biggest groups of tourists that we have here in Europe in the first place. So, right. and the thing is, it's just also around that same time is when all of the people from Northern Europe have their winter break. And then they went down to Italy because they all want to go to the warm weather. They go down to Italy, they go down to Spain, they hack, they cough all over the place. They spread it around there and then they bring it back up to the Northern countries. It, it all fits in with the timeline of how coronavirus has passed throughout Europe. So, I mean, Italy makes a good case when they say we should get some more help from the European Union because they're basically like at the front lines of all this shit. They're at the front lines of, of conflict zones where lots of refugees are coming to seek asylum into Europe and at the front lines of like the, the warm weather, you know, uh, you know, wintertime tourism zone. I mean, maybe if it was a different time of the year, the tourists would have gone somewhere else and there would have been an outbreak in like, you know, uh, the outbreak could have started in the UK or something like that. Who knows? But um, so. Sure. Yeah. And I think that 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 same idea flows to what's here, what happened here in the United States, at least in Florida, mm -hmm. with the spring breakers on the beach. And then I saw there's a, a heat map that some guy did based off of cell phone data that they took from Fort Lauderdale Beach. And then it showed how people just on Fort Lauderdale Beach, how much it spread out and went up into the Michigan area and went up into the Northeast. And so it, it definitely helped bring it up into those areas. So it, it's exactly the same thing uh, that you were saying there, too. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it really it, it really travels with like the mass movements of the people, you know, right. It's, uh, While I bring this up here, you got any comments, questions from our viewers? How's everyone doing out there? Please feel free to get interactive with us. Oh, we got some comments from our viewers. Uh, somebody Everybody. thinks that somebody thinks Brock is really cute. Hey, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Hi, so hopefully it's it's my wife. But <laughs> great stuff, guys. You guys are great. <laughs> awesome we appreciate it we love you guys thank you thank lots you of love. lots of love please so this was also something i heard on rush today was <laughs> bring it in the rush <laughs> he's our he's our he's our soy, source of progressive contradiction yeah exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs>
got to got to hear what's going on over there and he was talking about this today in michigan so these protesters are protesting the lockdown so here we go so thousands of protesters against the governor's stay-at-home order blocked the streets earlier today on the 15th so here let's see what was happening outside Sorry for the pixelation there. Oh, this is great. So they did drive-bys. But I just, I, there's something I want to show you because you'll see who who's out there. So lots of, sounds like New York City. <laughs> On a good day. Um, take, take a look very closely, everybody. Take a look very closely. Uh, at the background and what flag is waving. Oh, oh, what, what flag is that? That's a Confederate flag with a Trump flag. What the fuck? Upside down American flag. Well, I, and they're protesting the lockdown? Correct. They're, they're protesting the infringement of their rights because of the lockdown. Oh my God! Shut up, Whit Whitmer! Shut up! <laughs> Here it we go. There's every this disgusting. Is, what this, the fuck? Come in. Hold on. There was another one. Fuck these motherfuckers. <laughs> um, uh, needs to get out of their house. So, okay, this is the event. Now, now, there's a lot of things here. There's a lot to unpack. So, just follow me. All right, I'm so, with you. Let's go. Let's go. The Facebook event was organized by the Michigan Conservative Coalition and it encouraged people to drive down Lansing, which I assume is the street in front of the Capitol, uh, or to drive to Lansing, excuse me, Lansing is the city, pardon me, and create yeah. a traffic jam in the city. Lansing, uh, Michigan. Correct. Uh, vehicles up and Capitol? down the Capitol. Yep. So Allegan is essentially blocked. That's the street. Oops. So this is what it said on the Facebook event. Everyone, every citizen, every business owner needs to get out of their house, out of their chair, and get in their car or truck or anything that is legal to drive on taxpayer-funded roads. Then drive to Lansing to Jesus. circle the Capitol uh, at noon, high noon on April 15th. Oh, the event page was encouraged protesters to honk their horns while in the city. Uh, the governor, who's Governor Whitmer, decided this week the toughen was already one of the nation's most strict stay-at-home orders. They rank among the highest in the country in confirmed cases of the virus. Her decision was quickly met with backlash from Republicans in the state's government. Uh, the Senate Majority Leader saying that it's destroying our health by killing our livelihoods, that her order. Critics of Whitmer's order argue certain businesses like landscaping and golf courses should be able to operate again. It's Michigan in the middle of april i don't know who the hell is going golfing <laughs> jesus christ um landscaping i can see so here here's some more people outside of their cars not following social distancing pardon again for the pixelation oh there it came. it's it's just like watching it it's like there's, the picket line is thick Jeez. Oh, look all back there. Follow this my disgusting. mouse, everybody. This is, this is like watching it. Watching a, what is it like? Watching a car, you know, a car wreck. It's just like all these people here. Uh, I mean, just looks like what was going on. I mean, look, and this is their God-given right, and I'm not, I'm not 
talking shit about that at all and let them this is what america is all about they they have the freedom to do that just that we don't really have the freedom to assemble so this is the new way to assemble right now while we're all under these suspended rules but i just this is what i really wanted to show here too was this guy so just shows you yet again what we saw maga so mission gunner <laughs> against Gretchen's abuses. Gretchen is the governor. Uh, open Michigan. Hashtag open Michigan. This then, is silliness. This is total. Uh, no step on snack. But you know, here's 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 you know, here's here's the thing though. Like, I mean no masks, by the way. No masks. No yeah. mask. No mask. No mask. No mask. Uh, no mask, no mask. They at least look like they're covered over there. No mask. Like, oh, oh, here. I prefer dangerous liberty over peaceful slavery. I think that puts it all wrapped up in perspective. But right? you know, this is fucked up, though. You know why? Because, and I know, and I, I, I know this is like we always, we always, we always get end up in the civil liberties uh, section <laughs> section of the show. Hard not to. Sorry. I know. No, but but I, but it's important. It's it's so important though because this is this is the thing I was thinking about this. Uh, a lot you know since our last uh show and i was just thinking you know the thing is is this is fucked up and although i mean although no matter what a law states or what um people can always do whatever they want to do you know what i mean yeah. you can always really do whatever you want to do so like liberty is something that can't really be given to you and it can't really be a right it can't really be taken away you know what i mean but intangible it's intangible it's also Correct. a fantasy it, 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 if you're gonna let a country or a constitution or something like that give you liberty then 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 you've already i think given it up because you've given it to somebody else to give it back to you uh, the thing is is like Think about this. A lot of our liberties in a in any country are restricted. You know what I mean? Like you can't if you knowingly I, I was reading about this, like if you knowingly carry like the uh HIV virus, okay, you can't go around and give it to other people. You know, that's illegal. It's illegal to like go around and give that to other people. If you are drunk you can't drive a car now of course you can still get in a car and drive but you might kill other people like you might you know you're gonna go to prison forever you're going to prison you're gonna be fined ten thousand dollars you're gonna lose all this okay. stuff so what i mean is like if i mean if we're gonna live in a world where things like you know, a corona, the, a coronavirus is so terrible that it can kill other people. You know what I mean? Like there's people sitting in the hospital that we, you know, I know, you know, like, our, yeah. you know, our family, friends, whatever. No, that because of fuckers like this, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, these people are deadly. You know what I mean? They're, I mean, you can pretty much guarantee if a big crowd gets together around, you can put your money down right now. If a big crowd gets together, there's going to be a, an outbreak, maybe a small outbreak. If a, if a church gets together and, uh, and there's 80, 80 people in the congregation, 45 of them get infected. I mean, this shit is deadly. So, I mean, it's, I always say, I don't know what the, I really, I don't know what the correct answer is at this point in time, but it's definitely something that humans really need to reckon and wrestle with 
and take seriously because there are laws in place for a lot of different kinds of things. And there very well could be laws in place for this kind of stuff. A good example would be like, for example, if you're, if you have problems, you can, um, you can get um, uh, a breathalyzer connected to your car. And right. If you're on probation, you can't start the car without going using the breathalyzer first. There's this, like, like your car just won't turn on unless you test properly. I mean, right. I can see, and I, and I don't know, I don't have a problem. I don't know if I would have a problem uh, with that idea. I, I think, I think that sounds like, I mean, if we have rampant disease diseases that are rampant, I mean, we don't want to use technology and we don't want to use laws to invade our privacy, but we do want to use them to help us as they've done in the past with all the other laws. So when I see like people like this going around, I'm like, all right, yeah, of course you can do that. But I mean, there are places around the world right now. If you go and do that, you're going to get a ticket. You're going to get fined. You might, Cause you're a, you're a public uh, threat, you know, like, right. yeah. I mean, we're sitting, there's people right now sitting around conspiring about like biological warfare and stuff like that. And then the same people that are like conspiring about biological warfare, are the same people out in the streets spreading germs, like, I don't know. And, and, and waving the fucking Confederate flag, which has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> there, were, there was something else on there. I couldn't see it, but yeah, I mean, it it's was like a- fucking bull. Dude. It's so crazy, man. Like just, a, just a little, I, I know this is really going off on a tangent now. And I know, I also know that, that the show is probably should get wrapped up soon, but the Confederate flag, we should do a whole episode on this. Sometimes it's fucking we'll do a fireside chat. About oh it. my God, dude. Like, dude, you can it's, it, don't you find it interesting that you can wave the nazi flag like the swastika like the fucking the the fucking flag that represents the the death of like you know our people you know like in america but when you go to germany where that shit came from it's fucking illegal man like right. they don't they don't play around with that shit you know right. what i mean the right. fucking confederate flag the flag that represents like 400 years of like death and oppression of african people the transportation of people on boats like cattle over to america man fuck that shit it's it's like it's like to me it's like waving a nazi flag you know what i mean pretty much i mean and and the other side of that the other why where people come from with that just for some maybe some of our international friends or even some of our domestic friends here that might not have a full amount of knowledge mm-hmm. on this just from what i have seen and read so th- it's all because of southern heritage and the the lineage of being southern and now that's michigan so obviously that's not in the south <laughs> yeah. and, um but the 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 mindset and the ideas based around that are obviously still very prevalent around the country and amongst majority of Trump supporters. I mean, let's just be real. Um, now, I'm sure there's some anti-Semitic people on the left, not denying that at all. But I mean, look, like, look, look, just look, look what you see. And then so another thing here that I had highlighted, the Michigan Freedom Fund, which is a group with ties to the family of Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, of course. who is just an abysmal human being, Betsy DeVos, uh, DeVos, however you pronounce her pathetic last name, said that it spent $250 to promote the rally. 
So a Trump administration cabinet member is, you know, behind it. I mean, that's, it's, it's the fact. Uh, so the Michigan Freedom Fund was a group listed as a co-host uh, for the event. So uh, let's see. Da, 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 spoon. So yeah, Whitmer, it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be angry. So yeah, just uh, it, things are getting hot out there and people, people are starting to get a little, little tense, little tense out there. And so let's hope stuff like this doesn't grow. I get it. Okay. I get it. I get where they're coming from. To an extent, I empathize. And what I mean by that is that, look, I want to go back to being out and about. I want to be able to walk into a grocery store and feel safe. Like I want to be able to go to a baseball game and I I want to be able to go to a concert. I want to do all these things. Um, We just can't do that right now. And it's, we're going to get over this. It's going to change. We're going to get back what some of what we had before six Mm -hmm. weeks ago, a month ago, but it, it, it's not going to be ever again what it was in February in, in our life pre-virus. It's just not. So I think these people, and I'm, I'm this is my total opinion, but I think that these people are expecting it to be February 2020 again and, and to go back in time to when things were that as far as what we can do and our freedoms and so forth. We'll have those freedoms back. I'm confident that we will. We'll be able to travel freely, assemble freely, uh, have these basic rights that we're accustomed to having. We'll have those back, but it's going to look different. It's going to look different. It's going to be a different process for the safety of society. And until we get those things that we talked about, testing, accurate testing, mass volumes of testing, antibody testing, tracking all these things that need to be implemented we're nowhere close to having a consensus on what to do and how to do it so if we start piecemealing all of that together and let's say each state does something different and each state has a different tracking program than the other and then how can one communicate to the other oh if you don't have that uh, certification that's okay for this state but this state said you're okay it's just, it's going to be just this clusterfuck of shit that you're mm-hmm. just, you're not going to be able to be able to freely move. It needs to be a coordinated effort. It needs to be a federally coordinated effort in conjunction with the states. So that way we're all on the same page. We can all start flying again. We can all start traveling again. We can all start moving forward. And it's not going to be a flick of a switch. It's going to take time. It's going to take time to implement these things. There are things that are going to work. There are things that aren't going to work. We're going to have to try it. This, there's no playbook for this. We're literally writing this as we go. So there's going to be trial and error. And I think people just need to have some patience, mm-hmm. get their frustration. I get where they're coming from. Again, I can empathize with that as far as that they're tired of being cooped up and they don't agree with some of these tight orders and you can't go across the street. Uh, I get it. Okay. I totally do. But at least take precaution. These people didn't even have masks on. The president himself yeah. said, "Put on a mask." Okay? Yeah, Come dude. On. Like, so yeah, just not even taking the precautions. They're not even socially distancing. Like, 
I get you want to be be out there and let your voice be heard. And if you got to do it in this climate, then do it properly. Do it properly in this climate. And I think they tried to look like by getting in their cars and doing it in their cars. But this these pictures look like they were standing on the sidewalk all together and on the grass and you know like a normal thing, a normal mm. rally or, or so forth. Or so. And in, 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 uh, in just a few things I want to add to that um, is that, I mean, yeah, yeah, I can, I mean, now don't get me wrong here. I'm not empathizing with uh, anybody wearing, con waving Confederate flags, but I'll get back to that in a second. No, but, no, no, but, I'm not, no, take it. Yeah, yeah I know, you're, but, but yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not saying you are either. I just want to make sure before I say what I say, that's clear for the people out there. Okay. But I mean, I can, I get what you're saying when I empathize, of course, like, I can totally empathize with like people being scared, people being confused, people like yeah. all that kind of stuff. And having these like, um, I mean, this is an unprecedented time, which in this time we see all the weirdos coming out of the woodwork and we see people's true personalities come out and, you know, all the, the true colors are coming out, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I mean, dude, these are all like, um, I mean, I mean, it's a little scary how it is a little scary in some ways how frail people are. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, even these people, people like these people are frail because, I mean, these these guys, these guys, big dudes running around with their Trump flags and Confederate flags, they look like a bunch of tough guys, but really they're just scared and they're frail. You know what I mean? Like, they're just they're and 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 the thing is, we got to be really, we got to be like grown up about this. And it's going to take, it's not just going to take like the government helping us. And it's not just going to take your church or your, your synagogue or like your local community center. I mean, it's going to take everybody and every incident, like being a little bit less selfish, you know, yeah. um, we take all these privileges that we uh, live in that are very circumstantial. And we think that they are just like basic fundamental rights, but if you read through human history, you can know that humans and the advantages that humans have and the disadvantages that humans have, have very much to do with, much more to do with circumstance and just where you happen to randomly be born or where what kind of genetic makeup you randomly had rather than uh rather than like yes i'm like this is me i'm automatically given all these you know rights and privileges like we live in a very diverse world and this is a time where the world needs to work together if the world can work together then we have a chance of making out of this successfully if the world can't work together it a lot of people gonna die a lot yeah. of people gonna die a lot of people and uh and uh to add to that uh fuck the confederacy and fuck nazis like i fucking i got no respect for those people wow. <laughs> like, I mean, look, like like hey. like they should, those motherfuckers like just so uh, just so everybody knows if you if, if you like to wave nazi flags then and it, i don't give a fuck if it's your uh if it's your uh right or privilege that means you're down with people being burned alive in ovens and if you are down with the confederate flag because i know i'm from the united states and i see these motherfuckers everywhere like with their confederate flags on their belts and on the underwear and on the t-shirts and it's like a big right. fucking joke it's like yes so if you're down it, like if anybody out there thinks the confederate flag is cool or you think it's like a cool thing to wave it just so you know when you're waving the america the confederate flag 
that that doesn't just represent like your grandpa or great grandpa who fought in the war or some bullshit. It also represents the fact that you are down with putting people in fucking boats, dragging them out of wherever they were living and enslaving them on plantations for generations and generations to come. And the systematic brutalization and oppression of black people to this day. So, I mean, if you if you're into like southern heritage and shit, go go to fucking Cracker Barrel, eat some, you know, I love macaroni and cheese, man. Like I don't like to eat chicken, but I I I like the, you know, I like fried stuff and okra and like sweet tea and I love hanging out down by the Chattahoochee, you know, and neon rainbows and all that shit. I love the south. I'm from the south. We're all from the south, but man, Got to get off that shit. Anyway, sorry, I'm just ranting. I agree with you. No, I agree with you 100. I mean, people like we should, that. I actually, we should, um, we should move on before we end up. We did get actually one. We got a question. Woo! <laughs> and thank you, everybody. And, uh, it actually segues into the last thing that I, I wanted to talk about, and you might be interested too. And it's a bit more later topic, I would say. Um, is uh sports? We got a question from glenn about oh, hey, what, what hey, about man. what about sports in this time um and maybe we can just jog this around for a couple minutes before we end up thanks for the 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 question glenn so what, what is the question exactly well it's, he just said like um what are your thoughts about getting back to sports i think i think what glenn means is um I, I, I've seen a, a bit about this in the news lately about uh i sent you an article earlier today about like big events getting back together and what some what some uh sporting events are doing to like work around uh not being able to gather large amounts of people so we had two cases i think we could check out real quick which one which i thought was like pretty bizarre which was with the world wrestling uh <laughs> yeah wwe so WWE, okay. and then also the major league baseball was doing something so Correct. So a few things to unpack with that question. I'd be happy to answer that. So yeah. with, with the WWE, so the state of Florida, the governor designated uh, sports as an essential business. So that means, what does that mean? That means that WWE can still get together and broadcast. So they have a facility in Tampa, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Tampa or Orlando, that they broadcast recently WrestleMania from. So it was just their talent. It was just the wrestlers in a, in their facility, no crowd, but the wrestlers were still obviously doing their thing and like interacting with one another. I didn't watch it. I'm not a, I used to be a big WWE fan, not anymore, but so that now gives them the ability to be able to have those events and to be able to broadcast those events and, and, sell them and make money on TV, right? But it's it was a broad designation by DeSantis because he said all sports are essential. So what does that mean? That means that you're gonna be able to have Major League Baseball, and this is MLB's idea that they're kicking around right now, is that yeah. they want, so the baseball season was supposed to start a few weeks ago at the end of March. That didn't happen, obviously. So they're still trying to figure out how they're going to begin their season and what is their season even going to look like. So the discussion is to have games at their spring training facilities in Arizona and Florida, have the teams there, have the teams basically on a lockdown, keep the teams all together, 
They're not allowed to go out. They're not allowed to mm-hmm. interact with people, blah, blah, blah. They have to stay together, be tested frequently, and then they'll be able to compete and they'll be able to broadcast those games on live TV, but just no fans. So no one would be in the stands. Now it's a lot cheaper to run a spring or spring training facility than it is to open up their major facilities, their major league facilities. So there's a cost savings there, but it also allows them to play the game on a field that they're more accustomed to playing on. But so here, here's a lot out of that. If one state starts doing it, and here again is what I said before about lack of coordination from a national level. If the state declares that sports are essential, then that means that they would be the only ones to host it. So let's take the NFL. So the NFL, they're, they were supposed to be right now in the spring train, like they start training now. They start their spring uh, organized team activities now and they start getting together their new teammates. They all start working out, learn the playbook and get ready for training camp, which starts in July and then games start in August and then September, the season begins. So they're coming up on these, these moments having to start. So what are they going to do? There's talk also with NFL potentially playing games with no fans, but in their, in their stadiums, in their home stadiums. So Personally, I, I, I mean, I miss sports. I, I'm a sports nut. And it's been super duper depressing to not be able to turn on the TV and watch sports. There's also a lot of revenue. And I know your and I's focus is primarily on Main Street. And, but there are also bigger companies out there and bigger organizations out there that are bleeding money. And mm-hmm. so this is impacting the trickle down is impacted. So let's take Disney, for example, shutting down their parks, no travel, no tourism. They're furloughing 43,000 people that work in their parks. They're not making revenue off of that. There's, there's no movies being shown. There's no production of movies being, being had. So that now is grinded to a halt. Another revenue, huge revenue stream for them. And then they also own ABC and ESPN. ESPN is the sports broadcasting, major sports broadcasting network here, 24-hour sports here in America. And that has no content. So they're trying to fill content on that channel with horse game, like the game of horse in, in basketball. Uh, they're, they're trying all these like e-sports and, and race car drivers racing each other on on video games to, and then basketball players playing tournaments. I mean, they're just, they're trying something to put something Mm -hmm. out there. Are people watching? I haven't seen the numbers of what those uh, viewerships might be. I'm imagining it's like nothing. Now, do I think people will watch me? Would I even watch a sporting event that had no fans? Yes. And I, I read something that said some poll I'm sorry, I'm not able to quote what it is, but it was somewhere in the low 70% of people of this poll said that they would be just like me, that they'd want to watch something, even if it was the same players, same format, same everything, even if it wasn't an arena or a stadium filled with fans, that they would still want to watch the competition take place. And I think that that would be a welcome reprieve 
for a lot of Americans and a lot of people internationally. NBA is very international. NFL's made some big oh, yeah, yeah. international. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, MLB is trying. I know in, in Asia, baseball is huge in Japan. So there, there's a lot at stake here for them, but also for our mental well-being. I would love to see sports come back and, and to see some kind of action. There's a lot that needs to happen still in order for that to take place. And I don't know what that looks like. So bottom line, we will get back to sports. Sports will come back. Do I think we're going to see legitimately, because there's talk here, there's people who are saying that there's going to be no fall time sports. There's going to be, there's, there's going to be no football. Uh, there's going to be no, like the, the NBA season starts in October. NHL starts in October. NHL and NBA haven't even finished their current season. How are they going to start the 2020, mm. 2021 season? So there's still a long way to go before we figure out what these new seasons will look like. I think the NFL will lead the way in that regard because they have their season starting in the fall. They'll be the first ones, but these other leagues still have to finish what they had going. Major League Soccer, um, MLB hasn't even started like we just discussed. So some of these got to get off the ground. Some of these got to wind down and some of these are about to start getting off the ground. I think they're trying to work together. I know the president has a committee that he's put together a sports committee as part of some overall committee that he's making to reopen the country and how to reopen the country. So he's pulling together a lot of important people that are making decisions anyway and trying to get everyone on the same page. I think trying to get everyone on the same page. So let's see where this goes over the next two to three weeks. I think we'll have a lot, we'll know a lot more by the end of this month and where things are going to be and what's, what's the sports world going to look like moving forward. And I think this goes even internationally as well. And I know premier league and La Liga and Bundesliga and um, series a and all, all the crazy, awesome, amazing uh, football, European football, soccer leagues, they stopped in the middle of their season. So it's, you know, what are they going to do to bring it back? And maybe they're all looking to see what each other's going to do and how they're going to do it. And to me, bottom line, I think the easy, the answer right now at this stage, play the games, make sure the players are safe, make sure the coaches are safe, the trainers, everything else, play the games now in, in front of empty stadiums and at least finish out your season, finish that. Give us a mental break from the hell that we've all been seeing and dealing with. Give us something else to talk about. Bring the, bring back a little bit of a distraction for us and the fandom that is being a sports fan. And then, you know, we'll, we'll continue to go from there. I think that'll be a nice reprieve from what we've been dealing with. I think we're all clamoring for that. We want that but there's still a lot that needs to happen in order for us to be able to get there in order to move forward with a lot of those leagues. Yeah. I think it's uh, actually very interesting. This whole sports um, decision, you know, because it is something that is so important to so many people. Um, The thing I was thinking about it is, I mean, you know, I, I found it also very interesting. I didn't know about all of this uh, stuff that they're trying, like kind of like alternative takes on sports, like the race car. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know about this. It made me think of something too that I was like, well, I guess in Korea, it's not such a big problem because in Korea, do you, do you know what the number one 
number one watch sport in Korea is? I'm going to take a wild guess, but I'm going to say like cricket <laughs> yep. or, or polo. Yeah. World of Warcraft. No way. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Wow. I mean, I don't know how it is now. It's just even bigger now. But when I used to live in Korea, I they had two channels that like like two channels that were like 24 hours a day dedicated to people playing world of warcraft oh my god yeah. wow yeah yeah they would set wow. up giant like movie screens on the beach and people would just sit out and watch world of warcraft wow and like and like these guys <laughs> these people that these people that are like they're like sports stars you know and they get sponsorships from like you know ea or whatever you know and wow and yeah they're they're celebrities and uh, but um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of just a little phony thing. And but one thing I thought about when I was reading about WWE and also Major League Baseball, like I do find I find this like I'm not I mean, me personally, I'm not like the hugest uh, sports fan. Uh, like I'm not like following it a lot, but I do like to follow like how it's socially working out. Uh, and um, the one thing that came to my mind is it's kind of like. You know, they had to shut down Broadway. You know what I mean? They had to shut down a lot of productions, a lot of movies being made, like all of these things. It's all and it's all different forms of like entertainment and fandom Correct. and stuff like that. And one thing we got to keep in mind, though, even when they have these, you know, games that are not in front of a live audience and stuff like that. I mean, it still involves so many people, you know, like, yeah. I mean, because when I was right. reading when I was reading about the how their plan for the WWE you know, they said, okay, and we're going to make sure that like everybody's being tested, like before they come on the set and like all this stuff. But I mean, there's still hundreds of people involved, you know, uh, the, the people behind the camera. I mean, I know I used to work at these events. I used to, I used right. to do uh, filming for like basketball games and baseball games and stuff like that. that. Just like the amount of people that are involved behind the scenes is like way more than the people on the field, you know? Um, right. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like, it's, I know that it is one of these things that would just like really make so many people so happy, but I still, I think that it's like, I don't, I don't know if it's essential. You know what I mean? I know it feels that way, but I, I think that, I mean, I know, and of course for like employment and all these big deals and all these big companies and all this trickle down stuff. But um, I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds, but I think it's similar to like the tourism industry and like all these other industries. It's like, it's failing right now because it is so much based on seasonal work so much based on like, you know, those advertisements, those ticket sales, like all this kind of stuff. And, um, I mean, of course these are massive corporations and I believe that, um, the wife of, um, Nick, uh, what's his name? Vince McMahon, the, the yeah. wife of Vince McMahon, uh is one of you know the of big donors to trump um yeah they are and and desantis is like a minion of trump and you know i'm sure they're all wrapped up in that so i mean absolutely i I, although we as let's say fans or commoners or peasants or whatever like we as people (laughs) who love to watch entertainment you know what i mean right yeah like we have this like we we might have this romantic view of like oh wouldn't it be so great to get the sports back but once again they're not thinking about us they're not thinking about how 
how oh how yeah. we could relieve the people of their you know whatever they're just thinking about the money and they're and it's slimy and it's like very donor motivated you know what i mean like yeah sure we'll say them oh it's so nice thank you like for bringing this back they don't give a fuck about us there's there's they're they're scrambling in their in their in their pants they got their pants down they're just like how how oh, how do we recover this business and how can we use the plate of the people to uh get our business back in business correct no well said well said I don't even have anything else to add to that. I think that's perfectly said. You, yeah, yeah I, th thanks, I Glenn. You. Thanks, Glenn, for the question. And I yeah, guess we question. are we gonna. I think we're gonna wrap it up for the yeah, day. Yeah, let's wrap it. Put a bow on it, baby. Yeah, everybody. Yo, uh, just want to remind everybody uh, before we get off. Thanks to all of you who uh, hung out in the in the in the in the live stream today. Thanks yes. for watching. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for your support. Thanks for your comments and questions. Keep them coming. Keep it sharing. If you want to go back and review any of this or any of our other discussions, they're all on YouTube, so you can check it out. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel and click that bell so you get all the updates. And if you want, you can always like us anywhere on Facebook, Twitter, follow us, all that jazz. And uh, if you ever feel like contributing anything, you can always do that on our Anchor platform. If you go to anchor.fm slash progressivesabroad, you can find us right there. Thank you so much, Mr. Screaming Eagle, for coming by today. Fabulous, fabulous discussion. And uh, I'm Boutique, everybody. Your glorious host. Uh, we'll see you soon. We'll see you next time. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and peace. Stay home. Stay home. Thanks. Peace and love, everybody.